0: We're taking the negative out of scrapping, and turn it into a positive, right? So, Nanakuli people, West Side people, ah, they only like fight. They only like scrap. Yeah, we do. We like your food scraps.
1: This is Hawaii Rising, a podcast from the Hawaii People's Fund. I'm Kenji Cataldo.
2: I'm Suyuno Amos.
1: Each week we're talking story with grassroots community organizers at the forefront of progressive movements for change in Hawaii.
2: Over this series we're featuring the 30 grantees who received community raised funds through the Hawaii People's Fund this year. It's our biggest cohort to date and we're so excited to share their stories with you.
1: Today's Earth Day and we're excited to share our conversation with Uilani Piper a teacher from the west side of Oahu organizing in her community to reduce greenhouse gases, curb the need for landfills, and replenish the soil through community composting. After the outbreak of the pandemic, Kumu Piper founded the organization Hanai Kayaulu with the mission of engaging and educating her community about food systems and community sustainability.
2: Hanai Kayaulu teaches the community about a particularly easy method of composting, bokashi composting. For any compost nerds out there bokashi is special because it's an anaerobic method of composting which means it doesn't like air it doesn't need turning and it doesn't need heat microorganisms sprinkled on any food waste cooked or raw food begin to ferment in a tightly closed bucket within two weeks the bucket can be buried in the ground and six weeks after that it's naturally transformed into nutrient-rich soil great for planting in
1: Uilani has inspired her students to learn about and engage in composting projects. As someone from the west side herself, she emphasizes the importance of making these projects fit the unique needs of her community.
2: We're here today talking with Uilani Piper, also known as Kumu Piper, by her students. Kumu Piper, would you like to introduce yourself and Hanai Kayaulu and tell us the story of how Hanai Kayaulu came to be? All
0: right. Aloha. I am uh, Michelle U'ilani Piper and uh, I am a teacher at Nanakuli High School and I live out in Waianai. I teach in my district and I live out in my district. At the turn of COVID back in 2020, uh, like everyone else, we were, um, that would be me and my kane digging in the aina in our own yard and starting to plant more and, um, you know, I went and looked at the worm bin again. I'm like, okay, we got to fix this. Like what what's going on with that? Like, and I'm really, actually it was a blessing for everyone, right? To have the extra time. So while we were doing gardening and then we were over it, like one month of doing it, I, it kind of came to me that a lot of sacred places were closed. So if they're closed due to COVID, like school was closed, who's taking care of Kala? Who's taking care of these sacred spaces? And then I, you know, I knew that schools and organizations go up there and that is how they get all their help in Lima. So I, I ended up just going up there and not not re- realizing that my didn't have haven't been there either. And I said, you haven't been to Ka'ala? And he was like, no, where is that? I'm like, it's a little a e, tarot patch. And he said, no, I've never been there. So then I thought, hey, Uncle Butch. Hey, he could probably use some help. Nobody's up there, you know, and let, let's just go up there, check that, check them out. So we went up there and before I went, I called one of my students who I knew he would possibly be driving his mom crazy at home because he's just hands-on and I'm not learning. So I called him and he lived down the road from Ka'ala uh, Learning Center. I said, hey, I'm going to go to the Lo'i. You want to go? Go ask mom, you know, and he drove and he said, oh yeah, I'll come, I'll come. He came. And then from there, he loved it. He was like, uh, his name is Micah. And he said, when are, when are we going back again? You know, and after seeing what I saw there, yeah, of course, everything's overgrown. I, I thought to myself, how can I make, how can I bring students up there that's really not going to be Stanley's standing around? Right. And I, two more students came to mind, which is Randy and Joe, and they're very hard workers. And they've always done Ina things with me with, with no hesitation. Like, you don't even need to tell them what to do. They already knew what to do, you know, or they would ask. So second day we go, we take Micah and the two boys. So now I have three boys and it's like, it's not a field trip. It's not, it's not, not a Kulia high school. It's just us tending to these spaces that need taken care of. And uh, from that three boys, Joel says, "Uh, Kumu, can I bring my girlfriend? And can I bring my brother? So now we have 5. So I Joe brings Isaiah which is his brother and his uh, girlfriend Anuhea. And I, and I know that the boys had me as a teacher but the other two students that they were bringing I didn't know they didn't have Hawaiian language right? And but I'm trusting them that they're going to I said does your brother work as hard as you? And he said he works harder. You know so I was like okay bring them right? So so we end up I said okay well let's take let's do a system every Mondays we'll come up here and they're like okay 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 so we start going every Mondays and I start having my own little field trips with this five students and they loved it. And then from there, just listening and having that time to voila out and talk story, they haven't been to many other places, you know, and having their parents allow me to take their child in COVID while we're having like a whole wear mask pandemic, all of this, that I felt honored. That they allowed their their um, keiki to come with me, you know, and they're like, nope, you can't go anywhere else, but you can go at Kumu, you can go at Kumu Piper, right? So I was having my own little field trips, and I took them to a lot of farms in in and spaces and places in Waianae and even outside of Waianae. So there's Mauna Farms. We went up there and, and learned who Soria was and what he does there. We went to mohalaikavai up Makaha Valley and see what Joe Jordan does up there. Learned about the watershed. We went to um, just a little lemon farm, Mrs. Kabinatan's top-notch, she's a retired teacher now, top-notch lemon and fruit farm, you know, and I didn't want, I wanted them to go to small spaces, not like alone, not like, that's so far beyond what my students know and think of gardening or farming, like, that's so unachievable. Alun farms, you know? I'm trying to get them just to come to school, you know? So I didn't want to focus on any kind of farm or know places like that. One, in my community, two, small spaces that have sacred and historical um, significance to the Lahui. Um, then I said, oh, what about a fish farm? Fish, uh, Loko'ia, so we went over to Loko'ea in Haleiva emailed them, and they're like, yeah, you know, come on this day, this and that, and, and we went over there, and once you start, um, and, and it was great, like that is, that's like the ultimate teaching as a teacher, to take students that really down for the ground, you know, down for the aina, and they know that that's their kuleana, you know, no, no, no grumbling, nothing negative out of their mouth, and they re- they just wanted to go and work, and work hard, And once you start, um, so then I go back to my worm bin. I'm like, okay, these guys, like what's happening? Like there's maggots, there's flies, like I'm doing it wrong. Let me just restart. Let me Google this. And then when you start clicking things on Instagram, right, your algorithm changes. So I see community compost movement, North Shore community compost movement. So I see Danielle and they're like giving away the soil and they're doing bokashi and they're like, what are they doing? I was just like, wow, that's amazing. Like, so I start learning about Bokashi. I start, you know, that's like how when you go on YouTube and you go down the rabbit hole and you you just like, it's 2 a.m. in the morning and you like know all these names and different terms. And you're like, wow, like, that's amazing. Like this, I, I need to learn. I want to go. What are they doing? Right. So I emailed them and I, I said, you know, I teach out in Hawaii in, in and I, in Nanakuli and I see what you folks are doing, and I, I have these five little students. It's not the school. It's not nothing. Like, we're just going to come in my own truck, and we want to learn what you're doing. So she said, yeah, come over. This date, she sets it all up. We go there again, right, and we learn everything about Bokashi, and we learned how we can it, – it was just amazing to hear hot composting versus Bokashi composting and the time, like, 9 to 12 months versus – two to three weeks, you know, aerobic, anaerobic, like no, no turning, no air. This one is just like set it and forget it. And it was something that I could see that it was easy to do, fast to do and quick. And it just made sense, you know, and we just learned a whole bunch of information from her and, and, and her and her team was open with sharing everything that they needed to so we, I start Googling more and then I find a couple of teacher grants and I started this initiative for community compost. Exact, I wanted to do exactly what they're doing. I wanted to do exactly what they're doing in my side of the hood, you know. Um, so Hanai Kayaulu actually came from us understanding that we need to Hanai our Kayaulu, right? And I feel like Hanai is a little bit more deeper meaning than Malama. I feel like Malama is like, oh, we're going to Malama aina, or oh, we're going to have a beach cleanup or hakimu Road cleanup, or it's just a two-hour thing. But Hanai is a little bit more deeper, and that's why we connect that with you Hanai your animals, you Hanai your kupuna, you Hanai people, right? You foster them and you take care of them forever. It's a forever kind of thing versus, okay, every Saturday, we're going to do this cleanup for two hours and that's it, done. So... Playing around with the word, I, and they were like, I know warriors, I know vision, I know this, like, aina." know kua, I know. Like, they, we were all playing with the words, and I just reached out to one of my friends, Kino Higoms, from Napuno uh, Eao, which is the Center for Gifted and Talented Native Hawaiian Children. And that's my go-to person when I need to, like, I just vomit all this mana'o out, and he's just like, ba and he has a word for me. And he was like, well, hanai kaya'ulu. And, and he's just like, he's so amazing. He can just like think of a word, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. That's, yeah, that's it. That's what I want, right? And so utilizing Hanai as a deeper sense than Malama and also Kaya'ulu being, that's one of our wind names. How beautiful is that, right? And it's a circular kind of wind. And the whole movement of shared economy and composting, like going back to the Aina, really, it, it was, It was. that's the name. That's the name. And that. that's how... We created that name, or it came to be.
2: I love that background of the name. Could you explain for everyone listening the basics of what Bokashi is and how it works differently from other composting
0: methods? So Bokashi is actually from Japan, and we learned everything from the pros out there in North Shore Community Compost Movement. So she went through the history and she made us answer her back like she was a teacher. And, you know, we're like Dr. Higa from Japan and it's coming to the States and slowly coming to Hawaii and it's just slowly coming, you know. So bokashi is a method of composting where you utilize microorganisms and really it's fermenting the food versus hot composting, which is sort of like the food is rotting away in with, still with organism and microbial growth but in a with a lot of water and liquid and you can compost um with bokashi composting and and that was the cool thing too is that you can put your whole plate in there like meat bones everything and I was like what this is like your whole plate like how easy it is to put your whole plate in there you know like and I think that's why a lot of people don't compost because it's like oh you have to separate it like even when I was doing my room like no don't put that in there like those no dairy no cheese like you have to be like real mindful and and you know living out this side that's they're just like ah, I'm gonna I'm just throw it in the trash I'm gonna just throw it in the trash it's just too hard so when she said oh no you put your whole plate in there I was just like okay what Like, we really need to do this. Like, this is so easy. This is like win-win. It was win for the Aina, win for, you know, climate change and greenhouse gases. And it was just so easy that we started doing it. She told me exactly where to go, what to buy. So really it's a method of, um, so Bokashi is a mixture of uh, wheat bran, microorganisms, and molasses. And when I tell the story or the recipe to my students, um... I say you have the animals, you have the sugar, and you put the sugar with the animals. What happens? What what it, what happens when you give your little brother like a Snickers at six p.m.? Oh, he can't sleep. Kumo, he's up. Okay, so he's hyper, right? So you got the animals, you got the sugar. Now they're um, they're growing, they're multiplying, they're multiplying, they're getting all hyper. But they need they need a hale, they need a place to live. Where are they gonna live? You need the binder, so you need the wheat bran. Right. And and Danielle, I'm sure she gave me like all kinds of scientific words and names for it. But I just made it. Why a nice style? You know what I mean? I made it Nanakuli style and student style. And I had to fit it within my own community and the verbiage and language and vocabulary that would be relevant to them. So they got it. I'm like animals, sugar, hale, Right. And dormant. You you dry it out and then once you put them on food like activated, it. activated, it. exactly like your ancestral knowledge, you know. And then from there, I can connect even like the kumulipo. What does the kumulipo say about soil? Like what is the what is like the first few things that was created? One speck of organism, you know, one one little creature, which is the mycelium, yeah. And it's a uh, when you can connect that with the language because I, I don't teach science. I don't teach, you know. I people and and it's so weird how the community and even other teachers would say, "Oh, you teach agno?" What? And and if for me, I'm like, no, I I teach kuleana. You know, I teach kuleana. I see this as kuleana. That's your kuleana to your community. That's your kuleana to the world. It's a it's a big global thing. Like wherever students decide to move move and live, whether it's college or um, military they're going to know what bokashi is and composting is. They're going to know what, what greenhouse gases is. You know, they're going to understand that. So you don't need to teach ag or even science to teach kuleana. You know, so that's what I teach. I teach kuleana. So I try to focus on those three words, kokua, kuleana, kukua, in, that, in that order too. Kuleana is your responsibility to contribute, right, to your community, to your kayaulu. So kuleana, kokua, and kayaulu. And we've been um, really focusing on those terms, um, and, and for this school year. But anyway, that's bokashi composting, and that method came from Japan. And we've also experimented making bokashi with other items. So, with my little, with my little school, the question was, you know, how to, be, how, how can we be more sustainable? What does this look like? And at every aspect of my little field trip going on from. This is March, April, May, June, July. You know, I've had these five kids. What? How can we be more sustainable? Like, how can we, like we learn we learned how to make our own microorganisms as well with rice water, with your your eye water, and what you know, every at every opportunity I have, it should be a teachable moment. So, how can I teach? that in whatever we were doing. And I said, well, what else? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it look at it? Smell it, you know, feel it. What does it feel like? And somebody said, oh, it it looks like sand. Okay, that's a good one. It looks like sawdust. It looks, you know, so I was like, okay, sawdust. So if, if really it's organisms with animals and a hale, then why not use the sawdust, right? So then we make another field trip. I go out to a cow boards in Waianae and I said, hey, we're doing this composting thing and what, we want to see what you're doing up there, but we actually, uh, we want to check out what you do with the, your sawdust. And we, we know you can't just get sawdust from Home Depot because it's all treated wood. We needed a, a mill in Waianae, right? Again, collaborating on networking with people in our community and using sustainable items. So we made some, and we had to practice. So we did the same recipe that Danielle taught us. And uh, once you see white mycelium growing, you got it. So it was like, okay, win. That's a win for us. It's it works, you know. And then what else can we use that we have, like an abundance of newspaper? So we started with the shredder and shredding the paper. And I did Google. I did Google about the newspaper because I know, like, for the ink and the. The way that they make the paper and the dyes and stuff, it it that can't possibly be good for the aina. Like what, you know, what ink is good for the aina and what is not. And I did call Star Advertiser, and they're like, no, our inks is like, you know, da 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 da, da it's good for the aina, blah blah blah. And I was like, okay, perfect. So let's try that, right? So we we do the whole process again with with newspaper, and hey, we used it. Mycelium's growing, you know, mycelium's growing. So once mycelium start growing as long as it's not brown, uh, black, well, yeah, brown, green, red, kind of orange, any other color but white is bad, right? So then I asked, and I had to go back and forth with Danielle too, like, what if this, and what happens with this, and what about this, and what about this? And she was like, nah, you know, if there's some maggots in it, that means the cover didn't get um, closed good. So just start again, just dig a hole, bury it, and start again. And I was like, oh, beautiful, like, Okay, but I love that the maggots was happening too as I was teaching the boys because that was another learning opportunity. Like, okay, great. Now, what did Danielle say? What did they say over there at the North Shore if this ever happens? Hanaho, right? Reset, start again. So they became Bokashi masters in like five months. And they were like, hey, we know this, we know this. And you keep doing it and they get better at it. And And for the teacher aspect of it, I don't want to teach it to the community. I want it to come from my students. Everything should be student-led, and, and they can. You know, you have to allow for opportunity for them to speak and be in that position as the kumu, and there you have maka kaike, ike, you know, by doing, you learning, and you you get it. You know, you can't just be all oh, talk, listen, book. You have to connect those two together. You have to connect ancestral knowledge with hana, With Hana and and just like how I utilize the Bokashi as being dormant. Oh, it's dormant in the bucket right now. It's just like, it's dormant. It's sitting there. It's just chilling. It's waiting for food to be activated. And that's what your DNA is. Your DNA is waiting to be activated. Like it's ready. So when you connect that with Hana, then Ike is obtained. Then they can Holomua and, and teach other people. And that was very powerful for them to do their first outreach. And like, even though it was a small group, like, no, you can do it. You know, and they'll be like, Kumu, is it quarter cup, half cup, is that? You know, ask three, then me. <laughs> ask three, then me. There's five of you. Somebody knows it.
1: It sounds like such a wonderful learning opportunity that came up so organically, meeting the needs of the Aina and the needs of your students during the pandemic. Could you share where the students are at now after, you know, these months of doing this work?
0: So the first five hui of this creation of Hanai Kayaulu, three of them uh, are in college right now. And and uh, I had luckily, I had five of them for like that whole entire time. And then the girl, Anuhea, went to college like in September and the boys actually stayed back. They were going to tugboat school in Washington, Oregon, and they were because of COVID, they stayed back. So we we did a little bit more without Anuhia. And um, now they're in, they just left, like a month ago, they just left. So there I have two left, right, of this little hui. So now what do we do? We have to just create new teachers and new leaders by um, doing what we do within our community and, and what I do at school. So um, that, yeah, that's where we're at, is trying to gather more students, but really just doing more community outreach and my whole big picture like I wanted to go out there and save the world right I want to be like oh I want to I want to be just like them I want to do what they're doing like it's so amazing like they already had it set up and they were so open about it like we can teach you everything like I was I saw jobs being created for my students I saw you know I I saw learning happening I just saw amazing things coming out of it but not all communities are built the same right so when we started in our space, um, things changed, And then the COVID twisted some things where parents couldn't come on campus. Nobody could do, we couldn't do outreach. And then even some parents were like, nah, you can't go Kumu now. Like the numbers are getting crazy. And I was kind of left on my own to to tend to this space that was donated to us. So somebody said, hey, I got some acreage of Waianae Valley. You can come there and do your your community compost hub and that's what i wanted it to be a a place where people could come and learn about bokashi composting um but i had to make it nanakuli i had to make it Waianai, i had to make it west side and our people is not like kailua people our people is not like haleiwa people our people is not like hawaiikai people you know where north shore community compost movement had their their farms and their operations. So I had to twist it a little bit and make it our own space and our own, uh, what we're doing. And really I had to fall back and say like, yeah, I wanna go teach the world. But once schools came around again, I needed to create this space at my own school. Like that was the community that needed reaching out, it was just school. So I had to step back and just really focus here on school and teaching the students here. I
2: think it's really significant that you're a Kumu working with kids and students because it is hard to change people's mentality around food waste. And so the next generation is where there is hope for change, right? Like the the youth are the ones who are most able to change for the future. So I'm glad that you've got such great teaching skills being put to use here And like, how cool is it that you guys figured out how to make Bokashi with newspaper, you know, and you're so tapped into the needs of your community. So I'm excited to hear what you see in the next few years. You know, right now you've got your focus in the school, but what comes up as you vision forward based on how things have been going?
0: Yeah, right now, I mean, I still definitely want to create something that North Shore Community Compost Movement had because that would generate the economic side for students. I see jobs being created. I see students making bokashi after school, you know. I see our students selling bokashi, you know. And that that's important on this side versus having just that North Shore Community Compost Movement doing it all themselves you know like no nah, I'm going to teach this and my students are going to be the workers you know I see focusing the schools on zero waste and I also see a downtime during the summer cuz there's no food scraps right I see us building the website like we have it up but we just I still didn't find that 10% you know to help me do that and and Everybody's busy. Even my stu- the, the three that's in the States, you know, they're now in college and they're doing what they have to do and they're living their lives, you know, but they still connect and we still share a, a group text and what, what what's happening on our end. But I, it, I, I love that the fact that the summer will be like my downtime to rearrange things and really think about operations and how I can just better align my project and my goals and my kuleana here at school as a kumu, and also my kuleana to my community and my kuleana to Hanai Kayaulo. You know, because remember, it didn't start off as composting. It started off as taking care of all these spaces, these kala farms, you know, mohala'i kawai, Makaha Valley, um, loko'ea, you know, and in, in, it's not our community, but Hawaii is our community. Oahu is still our community. And that is where it came out of.
1: So in that vision, moving forward, what are ways that people can get involved and support your work?
0: They can definitely reach us on Instagram. That's been my go-to and that's been a learning space as well because they don't read any posts anymore. And I don't know if it's this is because of online learning. They're just scrolling, right? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And I noticed that they weren't they weren't stopping and reading my posts. They weren't like I was like, are "You are supposed to turn in your filter form this day? Are you supposed to turn in like you didn't? Oh, I didn't see it, Kumu. I didn't see. It. Oh, you didn't see it because it wasn't a it wasn't a TikTok. It wasn't a reel. It didn't have music to it. It didn't have lights and camera and all of that. So, I had to start changing the way I I give out disseminate information. You know, I had to you just like the pandemic. You know, you cannot change the course of the wind, but you can always adjust your sail. And that was me adjusting too. I'm like, okay, I got to sit down and learn this TikTok. I have to sit down and learn this. How do you make reels? What, what, what will get to them, you know? And, and really creating the reels changed my Ohana's perspective. Like my mom is like, I I think I get it now. Like, I think I want to have a bucket, you know? And my mom's been like my go-to person for like the whole two years already. She's my neighbor and she doesn't do it. And I'm thinking, what, what is going on? Like. And now she's getting it, but it's only because of the the reels, the changing of the information, you know. And then I had friends come over and said, you know, I've been watching you for a whole year. And I think I want you to come over to my house and teach my whole family. Like that is what I'm getting now. So I'm getting people, friends, family say, can you come over and teach us what you're doing? Because I think I want to do that. I think you make it so easy. You make it, you show, you you know, everything's like shown in steps, like I want to say I have 50,000 videos on my phone <laughs> and pictures. Like I just take pictures of everything and I try to strategically place the pictures with the music or the sound that will get them. Yeah. Not, not, not in their heart, but really in your na'au, right? When you think Hawaiian and you, you feel Hawaiian, it gets you in your na'au Like, you know what? Yeah, I belong doing that. I belong, I belong doing what she's, she's doing. Like I, I got to get on it. So they can reach us on our Instagram for now. We do have a website set up. It's still in the works. And you also have
2: sustainable Saturday events going on right now, too, right?
0: Yeah, we've been we've been. um. So part of the whole composting, we teamed up with the Gigaton Challenge and the Gigaton team, the Hawaii team is out of Mauna Community Gardens out in Kona and with Circle Pack Hawaii. And they've been like our leadership team. And really, when I seen what they were doing, I was like, this is amazing. Why aren't all communities doing this? And basically is like they have Ohana bring in food waste and cardboard. They process it. They turn it into mulch and food and grow food and grow soil and, you know, just tend to the aina. Grow Things and give it back to the Ohana that's donating the food scraps and the cardboard. It's shared economy, you know, closed loop economy. I was like, this is win win. Like there shouldn't be anybody without food. If we if we look at that rubbish and as turn it into a resource, you know, it's not rubbish. Food scraps is not is not rubbish. The cardboard is not rubbish. It's not Opala. It's a resource. And now that's why they see me like digging in trash cans over here. I was like, no, nah, what do you get? Why we got water bottles and cans all in? The, look, my recycle container right here. It says, you know, recycle. Come on. Come on, Hawks, get it together. So it just it you just got to You have to be relevant with the students. And um, I'm just one of them. You know, I live in the community. I teach in my community. They see me at the store and they see me at the beach and and I'm a normal person like them. I go to the same, they're like, they, you know, sometimes they freak out. Like, oh, I saw you at tomorrow's. Oh, yeah, I've been going there for like ever.
1: So I'm thinking about how you're doing all of this as a teacher in a time when the pandemic has thrown so many more challenges on teachers. I guess I'm wondering, have there been any lessons from this that have changed how you teach? Or, you know, do you have any thoughts to share with any fellow teachers listening?
0: I think Kuleana is not I think, I know. I know kuleana is very important. And luckily for me, I teach a cool subject, right? Hawaiian language and culture. Like this is an elective. You know, I don't have other standardized tests that my students take. You know, I do, we do writing as well. I said, no, we still need to do argumentative writing, but really focusing on community building and what do I want my students to graduate as, you know? Contributing citizens to our community, like you, you know, I, I'm, I've been teaching for 22 years, and I've seen many of my students on the streets, in addiction, homeless, houseless, what, whatever word, jail, died in an accident, like you know, and if I can change the way, just living that word aloha, right, that acronym. Ahonui, Lokahi, Olu Olu, Ha'aha'a, and Akahai, all those being pono with yourself and, and connecting yourself to the aina, connecting yourself to Aku'a, connecting yourself to one another. That's that's reciprocity too. Like that was the Ahupua system. It was a working system and it still can work. We just have a little bit of this connection here and there, a lot more where we come from. But That's what uh, kumus do, right? They take, like, extension cords and plug them in, right? And connect them to these spaces where they need a little bit of kokua and help. And that's what I do. But so I just really want students to be good citizens. Number one, graduating, good citizen. Understanding pono, understanding how to treat the aina and treat each other. Hawaiian language number two. And I, and I might be wrong through admin, standards, benchmarks, eh, whatever. But that's the beauty in teaching, too. You can be flexible, right? And I choose to put Kuleana, Kokua, and Kaya'ulu first.
2: Yeah, I was recently having a conversation with a friend who works at Ho'olu Aina in Kalihi Valley. And we were talking about how she ended up on her path working there. And, you know, at first, she was working with kids in after school programs. And she saw that the kids weren't learning any sense of kuleana, you know, like we don't come out of school knowing how to be community members. And why is that? So I love that you're so community minded. Um, Is there anything else that you want to share for folks
0: listening to this that we haven't already talked about? You have to be creative with teaching. We're taking the negative out of scrapping and turn it into a positive, right? So Nanakuli people, Westside people, ah, they only like fight. They only like scrap. Yeah, we do. We like your food scraps. Right? And the boys are like, wow, kumu, I love that. Like, that's so cool. Like, I said, yeah, like, we got to, I'm done. I'm done being at the bottom. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Aren't you? You know, and some teachers may not talk like that, but I do. I am from this. My pico is from here. I can. I can talk. I came to this school. I can't say that. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of, sick and tired of being at the bottom. Well, so what are you guys going to do? How are we going to change it? Like, I no, I don't fight. I'm not a scrapper. But we've, come, we've scrapped food. We've scrapped cardboard. And they're like, yeah, let's And they're like, scrapper's union. And then me, like the teacher, want to be like, oh, scrapper's unite. scrappers hui, adding the Hawaiian language in it, right? And then I was like, okay, we have to do this the correct way and have a vote. So they, we voted, and, and it's Union, Scrappers Union. They loved it. Scrappers Union, 96792, right? Building more momentum now with who's stepping up to the plate on the Leeward side. What school? It's my school, it's Nana Hawks. They're stepping up. They're at the forefront, you know, they're now taking the lead. I said, no, we're, we created it already. What do you mean we're creating it? We created it. That's what you guys are doing, right? That's your scrapper's union with, with a nice, and it's like logo with like knuckles. And it's like, yeah, we, we down for scrapping still, but we want us, we want your food scraps. So I think that whole positive is, is my high. Like I, I, I'm like flying high on this whole composting thing and them catching on and just gravitating to it. Like I've got girls, I've got boys, I've got other teachers. I've got substitutes now. I was quarantined because of whatever CDC laws, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh no, who's going to go to the cafeteria and compost? Who's going to collect all the food? Once you start something this big, you cannot stop. Right. You have to keep the momentum. You're going to confuse them. They're going to see you there and then you're not there. Then they're going to see you there and then you're not there. And then how do you that's so like, you know, it, it's it's like make signals. It's like, well, she was here. OK, now that she's not here, we'll just throw it in her opala. We'll just throw it in the opala because she's not here. We're only going to do it because Kumu's here. No, we're it's a lifestyle. We all should be doing it. We're to keep doing it. So I have my little union going on and um, we go down to the cafeteria and um, created some sustainable Saturdays events and t- doing more community outreach. Now that COVID is like slowly going away. Thank you. Beat it, you know, so we can get some real work done. And they're, they're jumping on that, and it's allowing me to tap into more students that doesn't have they, they don't have Hawaiian language or culture, you know, and they just see they like the logo, they like the shirt, well you can't just get the shirt, you got to do the work. You got to get to the calf. You know So really uplifting my students and uplifting my school and uplifting my, my community in, in taking the lead in uh, being zero waste leader Hui.
2: I'm so excited to see how this evolves and ripples out through your students. Right.
0: And we just, I'm just taking one day at a time. You know, I don't even know how, uh, like my class was like a mess. There was buckets everywhere. I was like, okay, this needs to, this needs to be better organized. Because if I was on a farm, you can have buckets everywhere. But I got books here and I got computers here. And then we got like, but the best thing is with Bokashi composting, no air, lids are tightly closed, bucket is sealed, not one maggot not one fly, not one complaint from the custodian, not one complaint from the students, they're learning. You know, learning is happening here. They, they, they collect it, they bring it here, they take the data, they put it on the calendar. Everybody knows what to do. And they've went from step one to making it, to drying it, to getting the cart ready, to going to the calf, to taking the data, putting it in a composting bin sifting it out and giving it to our own Amala, our own school garden here. So that is such a beautiful thing to see in such a short time, too. In such a short time because it's just it's just we're going, we're going, you know, still making it, tweaking it the way we need it to be worked out. um, But we can only get better. We can only get better. And what we learned over at Zero Waste Schools Windward, different. They don't use Bokashi composting. They just use hot composting, but still, again, we we have the momentum of the scrappers, and we have a little different twist to composting, right, which is faster. So, how can we make that our space again, unique to our community, and and our school and our our island? Well,
2: mahalo for making the time to speak with us today.
1: Yeah, mahalo uilani.
0: Ah, mahalo you guys.
1: Hawaii Rising is a podcast from the Hawaii People's Fund produced by me and me with additional support from Mickey! Our theme music is Revolutionary from the band Ukla The Mok, written and sung by Mickey Huihui. Hui. Production of this podcast is supported by a fellowship from Princeton University. Thank you to our community donors and to you, our audience, for listening.
2: In our next episode, we'll be speaking with Tieta Productions.
1: It provides a voice for the voiceless. It provides that that platform for folks to tell their story.
2: You don't want to miss it.